0: welcome this is one christian one topic today our guest is father mark dibideau today's topic spiritual direction let's get to it so to begin with i just want to ask you how will you define spiritual direction
1: i would say that spiritual direction is accompanying someone on their uh, path to getting closer to god uh, or to put it another way uh to a company, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe coach a little bit, uh, but mostly just listen uh, to the stories of how one is in relationship with, with, with God. Uh, that that's what I would say. Spiritual direction is about the the purpose of it is not uh, it's not instruction, although instruction is a part of it. The purpose, the whole goal of spiritual direction is to help a person grow closer to God through their uh, mostly intimate relationship with God. So through their prayer life, but also with their other relationships as well. You know, so uh, their relationship with their family and friends. relationship with their church, their relationship with uh, church teaching and liturgy and that sort of thing. But the main thing is this firm belief that God desires an intimate relationship with each and every one of us, and a director can help the person in their intimate relationship with God. Obviously, a relationship with God is a little different than a relationship with any other person because because God doesn't at this point have flesh, have uh, fingers and toes and, and, and a mouth and ears. Uh, God is not in a fleshy body since, uh, since about 33 AD or so. And so it takes a little bit more work and it's a little trickier to be in this intimate relationship uh, with God as opposed to a relationship uh, with a a human person, with a human body. And so that's where a director could come in. A director can help uh, a directee, uh, the person going to director, can help the directee to uh, discern where is God in their life? What is God calling them to? How might they respond to God's call? Uh, and also, where are the areas that God is not as present or, or that they are not as close to God? And what can they do about that? So that's a long answer to your question, what is spiritual direction? But that's sort of a, a sort of overview of of how I view spiritual direction.
0: And how would that relationship begin? Both from your end, how did you land being a spiritual director or anyone else would become a spiritual director? And how would someone begin to ask for spiritual direction? How did those two kind of just come together?
1: Let me answer the second part first. Like, if someone is interested in spiritual direction, uh, at least uh, in the Catholic faith, you would want to sort of go and research where could you find a spiritual director. Probably the easiest thing would be for, for the person to go to their pastor or priest or Religious sister, and ask may, maybe ask if they could be the director, but maybe not. Maybe simply ask, "Can you help me find one?" Because a lot of priests and, and nuns do not feel called to this ministry and 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 maybe skilled in this ministry, and so they themselves might might not say yes, but they can probably every one of them could probably help you find someone. Uh, in a lot of arch, a lot of dioceses. Uh, there's there are some sort of spirituality center, either run by religious, like Franciscans or Dominicans or, or, or Jesuits, or, or run by the diocese itself. So, for example, in New Orleans, the Archdiocese of New Orleans, there is the New Orleans Archdiocesan Spirituality Center, and it's run, obviously, by the archdiocese, and they have a wonderful, wonderful program. Uh, they have uh, probably I don't know 20 30 trained spiritual directors ready to ready to get to work uh, and so anyone in the Archdiocese of New Orleans could simply call that place and make an appointment and they will lead you through the process uh, most dioceses have some place like that and and there's a good chance that whoever the priest or the sister or the religious brother that you know, will probably know where to find them. So that's the answer to your second question. The answer to your first question, how did I get involved? Well, all, all religious, I think, are expected, certainly I'm a Jesuit priest, so Jesuits are all expected to have a spiritual director and to meet regularly with a spiritual director. And so when I first started in the Jesuits, I was assigned a spiritual director as a Jesuit novice. And then at some point you go out and seek your own spiritual director. But our Jesuit superiors still ask, you know. So when my when my major superior comes to visit me, it's not unusual for him to to ask me, uh, Mark, who's your director? How's your relationship going with your spiritual director? And I think that's probably true for for all priests and religious. I actually began spiritual direction even earlier than that. began to go to spiritual direction. Because in high school, my own parish priest was a, a trained director, and he offered to direct me. And uh, I didn't even know what it was. He said, would you like me to be your spiritual director? And I said, well, what is that? And I don't know what that means. But I said yes to anything he ever asked me. So so I was delighted to do it. And we began spiritual direction in my junior year of high school. And so for two years, I did spiritual direction with this pastor and then uh and then and then I think it's really because of that that I was able to join the Jesuits and 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 begin with them so
0: yeah how did that look for you or how, how can that look for anyone i guess even for your from your experience like is it a weekly meeting is it kind of one-on-one person meetup? or is it done maybe at the church like how how would that or has it looked like for you
1: yeah, so usually, kind of the default, the default switch is to meet one-on-one with your spiritual director, very often in the spiritual director's office. Uh, usually, it's once a month. It could be more, it could be less, but but the sort of the standard is once a month, uh, and you would go to see the director, and and the conversation would be all about your relationship with God. Uh, that would be the number one thing, and then, then sort of in a more general way, how's it going? You know, sometimes it's helpful to to make the distinction between spiritual direction, pastoral counseling, and therapy, because those are three different things that are that are similar but not quite the same thing. So, therapy is not necessarily religious at all. It's not coming from a faith uh, perspective. That's number one. And number two, therapy centers around some problem. Uh, Usually if you're going to see a therapist, it's because there's some psychological or emotional issue in your life that you're trying to work through. So it's kind of solving a problem. And, And again, it's not necessarily from a religious context, although you could see a Christian therapist or a Catholic therapist. Pastoral counseling is uh, a little bit like therapy in that a lot of times someone will come to pastoral counseling because they have some pastoral issue that they want to discuss with a religious person. Uh, And that would be more of a one-on-one thing or a very short-term thing. And and again, you're working on a particular issue, uh, a particular problem or issue. So that's what therapy and pastoral counseling is. Spiritual direction, you're not so much trying to solve a problem, it's an ongoing relationship that you have with the director, which is all about another ongoing relationship, which is your ongoing relationship with your God. And so when someone would come to see me for spiritual direction, I would ask the question, uh, how's it going? Tell me about first just the general, how are you doing and just in general. But then pretty quickly, I would start to say, you know, what are the big things in your life? What are the big challenges in your life? What are the big the big highlights of your life, the the ups and downs of your life right now? What's the the best thing that happened in the past month? What's the most challenging thing that happened in the last month? And then pretty quickly, I would move to where is God in this? So if you were to talk about a challenging situation, let's say you would talk about you know, an issue with a, a relationship problem that you have with, uh, let's say, your sister or your brother or your mom or your dad, that you're 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 having an ongoing argument with them, and it's it's upset you. Well, then we can talk about it for a while, and if I were doing therapy, then we would just talk about that problem. But for a spiritual director, pretty quickly, I would start to ask. And where is God in this? Where where is God in this relationship? Do you sense a sense of faith, hope, and love that's coming from God? What do you think God is calling you to do in relationship with your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, that sort of thing? So we're constantly going back to where is God? Where is God in this? And, And notice I'm saying God... It could be the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, and and that's one thing that would be one question that a director might ask: Who are you speaking to right now at this? And it, it really, whichever person of the Trinity you're feeling close to at the moment is is perfectly fine. But but that would be one thing we can talk about as well. Um, so so those are some of the some of the things that you would discuss. But more basically, yeah, it's about a once a month meeting, about probably forty minutes, forty to sixty minutes. If you're going through a difficult time, you might meet more than once a month. If you are uh, someone who's been at this for a long time and you're in a very stable place in your life and in your prayer life, your spiritual life, then it might be less than once a month, might be once every two months or every three months.
0: You were a novice director and you're a spiritual director, so you've been directing people towards God. What have you learned in all these years about yourself as directing people, but at the same time, what's kind of common, what's common thing you've learned about all these mentees starting and throughout, throughout the entire relationship?
1: Well, I I have. It's true. I've had a lot of directees over the years. And and as you said, for 10 years, I was novice director. uh, And so I worked with novices. I was a spiritual director for all of these novices all those years. Uh, So yes, I've been doing this a long, long time. I would say, what's common? Well, at the risk of stating the obvious, anybody who's going to spiritual direction is very attracted to and desirous of a relationship with God. And uh, the reason why it should be obvious, and yet we need to say it out loud anyway, because because it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I do believe that all hearts are striving towards God, and, and I would argue that even the the heart of an atheist, the heart of an agnostic, the heart of someone who has sort of rejected the church right now—it's you scratch just beneath the surface, and you kind of sense this great desire to reach out towards uh, what's sometimes called, I know not what. And what that means is uh, for an atheist, they don't call it God, they, they don't call the person God, but they're reaching towards the transcendent. Everybody seems to, every soul, every heart seems to be reaching towards the transcendent, reaching to, towards something that's bigger than themselves. Uh, and that is a beautiful, beautiful thing you know one thing you said what's a common denominator what one thing i'm sorry to say that that i've noticed is that a lot of people are sort of tend to be down on themselves in in terms of their relationship with god a lot of people sort of see themselves as somehow inadequate or constantly failing and and that perhaps god is is either angry or disappointed in them that's a very common extremely common thing even the most the most religious people, the, the holiest people that I know, when I see them in spiritual direction, a lot of times they'll talk about, you know, oh, I'm failing miserably in in my relationship with God. And from my perspective as a director, it doesn't seem that way to me at all. It seems to me that that they're doing beautifully and wonderfully. and uh, And I, I think people... I would argue that it's, it's a sort of work of the, what St. Ignatius would call work of the evil spirit, uh, work of the, of the, the false one, the devil, uh, to sort of get us discouraged and get us thinking that somehow we're inadequate or that we're not doing it right. A a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, uh, the vast majority, they have this strong conviction that they're not praying correctly. And, uh, a lot of times my work, especially in the beginning, is just to assure them that it's going just fine. Their prayer is going just fine. Uh, I have an expression that I, I use in my book sometimes. I have several several published books. and one of my books, I have this expression that says, to reach for God is to reach God. To reach for God is to reach God. And I really firmly believe that because as much as we desire God, God desires us all the more. And so God's going to make it work. And so any attempt, any sincere attempt to reach God is going to be successful, even if we don't necessarily feel it, even if it doesn't feel like success, we can rest assured through our faith that we've reached God.
0: How do you think you have grown to kind of approach that over the years? I'm sure there's different personalities and ways people kind of receive guidance Knowing that, is there a way you've yourself through the years and seeing this or any other other, uh, issue for you have kind of gained that wisdom to kind of say, okay, maybe I need to approach it this way. What other things like that where you've grown and kind of uh, seeing the common things throughout folks?
1: I would say the ways I've grown as a spiritual director, I've really come to believe strongly that the number one thing people need more than anything else is a good listener, People seem to uh, have that need more than anything. And and people feel like they're not alone when someone else listens well to their story and, and when they get a sense that the other person understands. So my number one goal, far more important than anything else, I would almost say everything else altogether added together does not equal this number one goal. And the number one goal is to be a good listener, to, to listen well to the person's story. And what I try to do is listen to the story. And uh, and by story, I just mean like their account of how, how their life is going, especially their spiritual life with God. Just listen and and not interrupt. I, I've really kind of taken to sit very quietly while people talk and to wait until they finish talking, not interrupt at all. When they are completely finishing whatever they wanna say, then I try to ask more leading questions. I'm listening for some important moment. Like if they, if they speak for a whole five minutes, somewhere in there in those five minutes, they probably would have said one thing that I can tell touched them deeply. So I'll go back to that moment. I'll say, let's go back to, you said this thing a little earlier. Tell me more about that. And so I'm constantly trying to tease out, tease out more of the story, particularly the part of the story that seems to be most important to them. Uh, So that would be the number one goal. Uh, The number two goal might be affirmation. And the reason why that's the number two goal is because Of what i said earlier that people tend to be uh, sort of so critical of themselves that it actually holds them back and so if they feel a little bit better about themselves they're going to feel more confident to move forward in their spiritual life Uh, and then and then thirdly i want to go in another direction for a second and this is a huge topic uh, in the Ignatian world, so the Je- I'm a Jesuit, and the Jesuits are founded by St. Ignatius Loyola, and we call the the pathway that Ignatius Loyola put forward, we call that the Ignatian way or Ignatian spirituality. So the Ignatian perspective on direction would be something like this, that that we all go through different phases of our life, and the two major phases that we go in and out of are are spiritual consolation and spiritual desolation. Spiritual consolation is when we are sort of in sync with God, that we feel like God is moving this way and we are right there, right with them, right with God. Uh, that's That's spiritual consolation, when we are growing towards faith, hope, and love, when we feel like God is very close to us and so forth. Spiritual desolation is when we are out of sync with God, when we feel like we're not connected with them, we're upset when we are not moving towards faith, hope, and love, when we're confused, when we're frightened, those sort of, sorts of things. So I've really, over years, have, have kind of learned as a spiritual director to do what Jesuits call Ignatian discernment of spirit. So the person in front of me will be telling their story of what's going on in the month, and I'm listening for what place are they on the spiritual life are they in consolation or desolation and and i will respond accordingly if they're in consolation uh that means that they're very much in sync with god already so all i have to do is listen and sort of affirm them for the most part and help them to relish that if they're in desolation then i try to help them try to get at what is the problem where where is the problem and and i affirm them to stay strong and faithful through this stormy part of their life but also see if there's anything we can do to to make it better
0: how was that journey for you becoming a great listener because i think that's most people something we have to work at is silencing ourselves but hearing what fully what the other person is trying to say
1: well i'm glad you asked that because I, i actually believe that most people are not that good at listening most people are not really great listeners most of the time when two people are talking, and psychologists will affirm this. Uh, In fact, I learned this first from psychology, not from uh, theology. Uh, Psychologists will tell you when two people are talking, when one person is talking, the other person already starts to formulate their response before the person is finished talking. Like, if you and I are talking, you start to say something. Within a sentence or two of you saying something, I'm already putting together my response. And because of that, because my mind is focused on my response to the first sentence or two, I'm not really listening well to your third sentence, your fourth sentence, your fifth sentence. And so what what you have to do is don't think about your response at all. Just listen. Just try to understand. And don't try to think about what you will say afterwards, but just try to understand You are an explorer when you are a a spiritual director. You're exploring. You're like a scientist observing. You're looking under the microscope, and you're just trying to absorb and take in the information. And so you try to put aside your own agenda and your own desire to say something clever after they finish speaking. And I think a lot of that is directors, when they start out, and I would say this is certainly true for me, When i started out i wanted to be really good at it and i wanted to succeed and and for good reasons i mean for bad reasons too i suppose just so for my own self-pride but but also for good reasons i wanted to be helpful to the person but that desire to succeed led to i think i think a sort of uh, lack of confidence in myself and so that lack of confidence led me to have to sort of constantly try to think of what's a good thing to say, what's a good response to say to you. And so my nervousness would lead me to sort of formulate my next response before you even finish. Now that I've done this for years and years, I don't think I'm perfect at it, but I'm at peace with who I am now. I'm, I'm not nervous about it anymore. So I can just relax and just really hear the whole story. So so I think that's the most important thing. And another thing and th- this again is a trick you we learn from psychologists more than from the spiritual realm but so I listen to everything that they have to say and then I try to repeat back what they just said instead of putting my own spin on it or anything. I say okay uh, I think what I heard you say was this. And then I, I say it in my own words, but I try to say it in, uh, say exactly what they said to me back to them in my own words. And then I say, is that correct? And then I let them correct me. And I, I keep trying, I keep articulating what they said until they say to me, okay, that's it, you've got it. And the reason why that whole thing is important is because a big part of the big goal in spiritual direction is to let the other person know that they're not alone that someone else understands where they are. And so that's a wonderful process that we learn from psychologists on, on the art of listening. And that's kind of how I learned the skill.
0: Father I do want to end asking you the same questions I ask all my guests. One of them being, what is one scripture verse or part of the Bible that really resonates with you and why?
1: Okay, uh, so I think... I would answer the way a lot of people would answer. I would say uh, the prodigal son is one of my all-time favorite scripture passages. And uh, the reason why is because the portrayal of God the Father is unbelievably beautiful. This, This father who is absurdly loving and unconditionally loving and always ready to embrace the wayward one, the one coming home. So that would be my answer. I want to answer the spiritual director, too, though, a favorite passage of mine as a spiritual director is the passage, the gospel passage, where Jesus says to Zacchaeus, who's in the tree, he's the tax collector, who's a very, presumably a very sinful man who is kind of a a crooked businessman, you could say, Uh, Jesus says to Zacchaeus in the tree, come down, I want to have supper with you tonight. And and he goes, Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' his house, has supper with him, and Zacchaeus in the end converts and becomes closer to God. Uh, why I think that's so important for a spiritual director, that passage, is because uh, Jesus doesn't actually preach. He doesn't preach, he doesn't give instructions to Zacchaeus. He simply accompanies Zacchaeus. He's just he just befriends him. And and that that accompaniment is what led Zacchaeus to get closer to God. And I think that's a big part of what we do as a director.
0: The following question is, was one word or a couple of words that you would like God to use in describing you?
1: I would say I would love for God to think of me as a good listener and ambassador for him and sort of the presence of God. As we said earlier, Jesus is not in flesh right now, except through me. And uh, my, Teresa of Avila says, you know, you, yours are Christ's only hands. You're Christ's only feet. Your voice is Christ's only voice in the world right now. So I would love for God to to think of me that way, that I I am God's voice, God's hands, God's feet. And is there anything we
0: can help promote or like others to support?
1: Well, uh, you know, we I'm the pastor of a parish called Holy Name of Jesus Church, and it's in New Orleans, and we have a very, very active YouTube channel. So if you were to do a search for Holy Name of Jesus Church New Orleans, you would find our, our YouTube channel pretty quick, and uh, almost every single thing that we do inside the church, we live stream it, and we have over 4,000 subscribers. And there are also uh, online retreats and online workshops that you can go and watch. So everyone is most welcome to go and watch there. And you can join our online community at Holy Name of Jesus Church. Uh, also i'm a jesuit so anyone who's interested in in supporting the jesuits could could go and again you, if you simply google jesuits you can get to us right away and of course if you are a young man who's interested in in becoming a priest or brother uh then
0: we would love to hear from you well thank you father Thibodeau, for this informative conversation i really learned a lot and i appreciate you taking time to join us I would personally recommend the YouTube channel of the Holy Name of Jesus Church in New Orleans. I've enjoyed your online retreats, homilies, and resources that's posted. Thank you, dear listener, also for joining us. And please subscribe to this podcast to listen to upcoming episodes and continue sharing with others. God bless us all.